Well, um, since I came to the United States to um, continue fulfilling my university duties as well as to see the family and uh, probably I'll have a chance to have a weekend visit some communities and perhaps um, talk to U.S. representatives. I'll, um, I had uh, different kind of activities in this period. What is most important is the fact that it is clear that we have an organization now that in my absence can just perform, uh, perform just as well. Uh, we have the, uh, we have established that whatever call it, uh, is Burni Stab. That's the uh, election headquarters for us. We have the people who uh, run it uh, throughout the organization. We have established that at the level of uh, Platform for Progress and at the level of the coalition. And those are the most important events right now. Um, organizing for the elections, uh, listing all the activities, including all the people, uh, thinking about the criteria for selecting the candidates for the lists, uh, discussing right now criteria for distribution of places on the lists among the various parties, political parties forming the coalition. Uh, and, and that is going to be a major challenge. How do we know who serves how many positions where on the list uh, is it the past performance in elections uh, 18 20th is it the um, the polling of the likely voters um, is it the um, even the presence of the candidate for the for the member of uh, for the presidency of Bosnia-Herzegovina in terms of where he or she comes from and how it affects the rest of the list um, is based on the regions um, and so on uh, electoral regions within the country or or uh, uh, places of of voting in any sense, in any case, it is uh, something that is happening right now. In addition to that, uh, our teams over there are talking to prospective parties that are considering joining us, um, discussing the, the term, not the terms of their engagement, but what would it mean for the elections 2022, if they join, how will that influence the lists and uh, the principles of allocating um, positions on the lists to various parties? Um, at the same time, we internally within the Platform for Progress have to think about our candidates for the for various 
levels of government, um, the country, the entity, the canton, um, federation, federatia entity, republic of Subsky entity, knowing that it is something that we really haven't done well, that candidate selection for the 2020 elections in 2020, held local elections in 2020. Uh, all of that is uh, something that will be happening while I'm in the United States. And it is a rather extensive, uh, extended or extensive period that I'll be here. And it's going to be a, a really good test of how well we perform as an organization how well we established processes, teams, and responsibilities uh, to see how they actually can perform without me. Of course, I'm available via Viber call, Zoom call, and meetings clearly happen, but it is a, it is a major test of the organization, and so far, so so far so good. Uh, I'm also I'm also getting close to not I um, a group of people and I are getting close to completing the process for defining the institute and preparing the documents for its formal establishment. Uh, that means the the program, the bylaws, and the necessary applications and fees that need to be paid. We spent a lot of time thinking about the nature of it. Is it going to be a public institution, a private institution, uh, a non-governmental organization? And then we found out that it is very expensive and very lengthy process to establish it as a public organization and in that case what you can actually what you're afraid of of happening is that political parties will influence it including who will run it and what happens with it plus you have to find around fifteen thousand dollars just for the registration fee plus submit all the documents and the cantonal then parliament decides whether it is approved or not the other option is to establish a private institute, which I just recently found out that it can happen as well. But then uh, one of our members um, looked at all the regulations and found out that the rules are almost the same for the public and the private institution. And then I had a chance to talk to somebody who established an institute or institute-like organization for research and development who decided to go the non-profit route, non-governmental NGO route, and said that it was much simpler and uh, didn't prevent them from doing anything that they wanted to do, including applications for European funds, for example. And uh, that is the route that we will go. And I hope that 
by the end of this month, before even I come back to the United States, to Bosnia and Herzegovina, that I will have, and we will have submitted uh, that document, those documents. We are also working on something uh, that was initiated as an as an initiative at the town hall meeting uh, on economics that we had about two weeks ago, and that was uh, that's an idea of of a body that seems like a corrective for the government in the sense that they will issue opinions on various subjects, not critics, not criticize, but uh, help um, whoever of the people in power think about certain issues and issues their opinion, um, covering various sectors of uh, public life from economy to education to health and culture and so on. Um, everything that the normal um, responsibility is for leading the country toward the better, uh, toward a better state. And so, got a pretty good, excellent actually, group of people um, to buy into that idea and we are, we just had the first meeting and we are going to have another meeting on Monday and we'll continue solidifying that idea and that approach. And to tell you the truth, that is very exciting to me. And it is not something that we associated with either the platform for progress or the coalition. It is associated with me as a person, Mesad Hachikadich. Um, because people are worried about being seen as taking sides, especially those in, in high places or intellectuals, those people or people in culture or sports or whatever in healthcare. So they are okay with being associated with me as a person, a researcher, educator, but not necessarily as a as a head of a political party. So that is also something that to me was very meaningful and um, can prove to be an important step in this process, in this journey. And uh, we will see how it develops. It is another step in, in finding forces that might be the forces of change and people who not only are capable but also can can be team members. They can listen as well as as talk or give advice. And I found out over these past four years that that is really uh, the most important thing to do uh, once you have the main idea uh, it is to to find the people who can execute 
who can contribute, who can advise, who can be the change that we talk, we are talking about. Uh, because in, in developing societies, as, as Bosnia and Herzegovina is, it is easy to end up with people who are just a product of the system they live in, meaning they look for their own interest. And sooner or later, such people come back to do more damage than good in an organization like ours, or for the cause like ours. And uh, we'll go from we'll go from there in terms of doing everything we can to have the right processes, to have to establish the right people in the right places. I also um, spent a lot of time thinking about my approach to politics, people, and life in general. Um, I've been really hesitant to disappoint anybody, to give the bad news, try to incorporate everybody, try to find a place for everybody, thinking and knowing that everybody can contribute. But what happens is that um, I think in politics, from what I've seen, and it might be the truth for leading any system, is that sometimes you, you really have to make the tough choices and sometimes disappoint somebody. You don't want to hurt anybody. You have to always do everything the right way. But sometimes um, you will simply have to deal with people who, even if you do everything for them, in the end, they will do whatever they think they should be doing and in the end do more damage. So I think it is probably the time to say, I really need to do what needs to be done if we are to succeed in this endeavor, which is something that would break my heart, I have to tell you, because I, I always thought that being just and kind and gentle with people will change them or turn them around and get them to understand that you have their best interest at heart or in mind and that they need to reciprocate to do the same thing. And what ends up being the case rather or more, more often than that what I planned or anticipated or expected. What happens more often is that people take advantage of you. And then that's not as much of a problem as it is a problem that it reflects itself in their performance, in the performance of the organization. And basically they take advantage of the organization. So I need to work on that. I need to make sure that I am the responsible adult here and I do what needs to be done regardless of how I feel about it and it's kind of gonna, gonna be it's gonna really break my heart but it is what needs to happen because this election this election in 2022 
the first Sunday of October is, and I feel that it really is, is a critical, crucial one for the future of Bosnia-Herzegovina. This is the time to, to truly make a difference. Unfortunately, there will be no electronic voting. There will be no scanning, at least. That's how I interpret events around the negotiation for the changes to the election law. But still, by being better organized, by protecting the votes better, by getting to the people earlier, by mobilizing all the forces, hopefully together, we can demonstrate it to both the naysayers in the country or the the ones that lost every hope, as well as the international community, that there are forces of change, they are well and alive, that we can act responsibly, politically, uh, in a mature way, that we can take responsibility for the country and in the end, provide the first step, not the result or the outcome we hope eventually to see, but the first step to that, because it will take more than one election cycle to make things right, but we will uh, do so. Um, and I think that's really what marked the past week, those activities regarding the elections, preparation for it, whether we are organizing ourselves internally or talking to other parties or thinking about a candidate selection, everything is geared toward the outcome at the election of 2022. A short report. Sorry, that's it. How do you, and it, this, this isn't an easy answer, but how do you instill this sense of urgency in the populace dealing with everything that you've got to deal with in terms of attitudes, apathy, these types of things, that there is a sense of urgency and how important this election is in 2022. Uh, Ukraine helped. Putin helped. Established that sense of urgency. They, um, they helped establish that sense of urgency with the international community, the European Union specifically, and the United States of America. Um, sent the images of, of war back to Bosnia-Herzegovina, and it woke up so many people. Um, so that jolt happened. Whether it is going to be sustainable is a different story. Uh, Europe has already started backpedaling on our request for a speedy ascension to the EU and NATO, uh, which is a bad sign. The apathy will probably sink again. At the same time, rising prices from gasoline to 
food, um, have introduced additional concern and a sense of awareness uh, to Orient people. Uh, so the and also there was recently a few days ago the high representative decided to freeze an illegal a law passed in the legislature of the entity called Republika Srpska, thus invoking for the first time in a long time, um, barring uh, the last thing that the um, previous high representative did before he left the office, and which was to establish the law of, that punishes anybody who denies genocide in Srebrenica. Uh, this was a sign that to the population that the European Union has awoken and actually woke up after the event in uh, Ukraine and are ready to act a little bit more forcefully, even though not forcefully enough. So um, we have to build on that. What is dangerous is that these established parties have their bots, as they call them, people who are bought and who bid their business in social media and in the population, who are basically um, just propagating the one thing they know and understand, which is the bickering with each other, hatred, and then uh, um, introduce another division, fear of others, and so on. That is the permanent danger. That's something that brings everything back continuously to the same battlefield. That only know, that only they know how to play. And so. Uh, what we can do is try to get to people one-on-one, um, -on -one, all of us, to just to try to explain, because the media are just covered with uh, bad news. Um, are under the influence of the nationalists, they have the money. That is going to be a tough way. So the groundwork, basically, plus the events. Uh, that were happening outside of Bosnia-Herzegovina, like Ukraine and all the aggression against Ukraine. And, and I would assume that the message, you can't sugarcoat the messaging if you want to create this sense of urgency. It's, you're going to have to be pretty blunt with some of your message to the people in terms of what needs to do, happen, or this could be the results if you don't. Right, the exactly, and there is a, a a fine line. There's a danger. A fine line is uh, how to say it and mean it, and not to cross into something that people will call a populism. Um, 
Because every time you want to do something good, or you say something needs to be done, or you accuse somebody of something, people just, the first thing is, oh, it's just populism. Um, so you have to go to the side of um, offering solutions, and not just talking about something, but basically you can point at this is the factual situation. People be worried about it. It's, this is what is happening, period. But then you have to go the next step and say, in order to fix the situation, we need to do the following. And sometimes it is not easy to offer anything as a solution, knowing that you are not in a position to actually execute any of the steps that you are recommending because you're not part of the government. You're not part of the ruling a coalition in the parliament at the national level or at the entity or cantonal levels. You're not in the opposition. We didn't run in 2018 to be in that position. I was the only an independent candidate. So, so it is going to be tough. True. And just in terms of the organization, you've talked about all of the different things that are happening right now in terms of getting organized for the election. And when you had mentioned you were going to have to make some tough decisions and you may offend some people or those types of things, I can only think of one example you've shared before is candidates that are going to be on the ballot. As part of the coalition, everybody that might have been able to run in the past may not have that opportunity now based on how candidates are appearing on the ballot. How is that process going or are you far enough into it yet to know? Uh, we haven't even started it. It is really my thinking about knowing what needs to happen. We have, uh, we do have, um, it's a very loose translation when I say central human resources <laughs> um, team, the part department unit. Uh, we call it, and this is the remnant of the communist time, central uh, commission for uh, selecting the cadre of people, the right cadre of people to do the right thing. Um, I'm not happy completely with that department. We have some really good people, but there's not enough of them. We need a lot more people there who will evaluate. You know, we have to establish the system that will be used to evaluate and promote certain people. That needs to be institutionalized. It cannot be the whim of a person or somebody say, well, I've been here for four years, I deserve it. Well, no. Do you live our principles? Can you win? Uh, will you work for it? Uh, are you known in the public eye? Do you have the respect of the population? Do people know you and stuff? Um, so that needs to be established. What we did put in place is a, is a process. Um, but even that requires the right people to evaluate the people, <laughs> to come up with the right people. <clears throat> uh, 
And uh, I must say that um, we're just at the very beginning. Of course, over the last four years, we've had the chance to observe people in action. And I know immediately, um, let's say 10 people that I could put on any list uh, because I know they would do a great job. Perhaps that I did not know those 10, six months ago. Uh, we will need hundreds, not 10, uh, for the right level. And it is going to be uh, an interesting and tough case. But uh, that is the most important step really, in this whole process. And just one last quick one. You had mentioned the Institute. And for those who may not be familiar, if you could just a quick refresher as to what the Institute you're referring to and what you hope to achieve with that. Yeah, and I, I apologize. You, you're wonderful. I um, I meant to say it, and then my thought process led me somewhere else. The name of the institute is Bridge, Balkan Research Institute for Generative Environments. Uh, try to make it general so that a lot of things can fit in. It started out as an idea of doing, uh, thinking about digital society. Technology has changed us, changed us, people, to society. Our values are different. Technology is often used for bad, not for good, for evil, not for good. Think of fake news. Think of um, manipulation of the people to uh, social media to vote one way or another. Think of... Um, uh, the elections and the influence, uh, cyber attacks, um, blackmails, corporations, um, different kind of uh, applications that cater to the lowest uh, desires of people. Um, yet at the same time, technology can offer so much, and the technology is so pervasive, it's everywhere. We would like to come up with an institute that would promote technologies that would add to the good, to the positive societal values. Uh, luckily, I and mean, we want to make it uh, not just Sarajevo, not just Bosnia and Herzegovina, but the regional regional footprint with a global or world focus as a way to transform the region. And uh, a lot of people got interested in it in, from different areas, including culture, including sports, including pure engineering or civil engineering. And we need to now figure out how to get all of that within the same framework. So it's going to be interesting. I am very excited about it. I love the mission, the vision. But again, just like the other challenge, the people, finding the people.
and I hope that here the diaspora will help a lot because we have we have wonderful people throughout the world, very capable, and this will hopefully give them the outlet for for it, for their creative way to contribute to the country. This is truly one of the things I admire about you. You're always looking for solutions to make a difference and make a change. It's not just through politics, it's through the Institute. You're, you're the true scientist exploring. Well, yeah, I'm the scientist and the educator. That is true, <laughs> just playing the part of a politician on TV. <laughs> Absolutely.